Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So have you ever thought to yourself, Look at all these people in the world that are brain dead and they're just laying there in their beds. What are we going to do with them? You ever thought about that? (laughs) I can say, I honestly, I don't think I have ever thought about, man, we should figure out something to do with those brain dead people. Don't worry about trying to bring them back to life. Just figure out something to do with them. Well, a professor in Oslo, a professor of practical philosophy has penned a report in the Journal of Theoretical Medicine and Bioethics. And man, do I look forward to my new Journal of Theoretical Medicine and Bioethics every, whenever it comes out. Uh, She has uh, penned this whole body gestational donation plan. So she thinks that, hey, if you can't have children or you just don't want to get pregnant, You know what you can do is we can impregnate the brain dead people. They can go ahead and just take care of the body, take care of the baby. (laughs) How great would that be? We could even use men if we had to, but then specifically we would use women, but we could use men if we had to, and we would just let them carry the baby to term. (laughs) And it's okay because, hey, what happens if their body dies or whatever? So what? They're already dead. The one good thing about it is that she didn't say that she would just do it without their permission. She's talking about proposing um, uh, a organ donation framework for a gestational donor. So it would be just like you say, hey, I'll give my heart away or I'll give my liver away or I'll give my lungs away. You could also say, hey, if I become brain dead, go ahead, make me pregnant if you want to. I'll go ahead... (laughs) I'll go ahead and help you birth a child, even though I'm laying here brain dead. So that's coming. That's coming faster than you can imagine. And I was just, as I'm reading this story, I'm thinking, what could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Nah, nothing. Nothing at all. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Those of you living in the Northeast are probably starting to get a whiff of some New York B.O. because as of uh, the beginning of 2023, this year, a little over a month ago, it's illegal to sell certain popular laundry detergent brands in the state of New York because in the law, the New York State Department of Conservation created a legal limit on how much of a potential carcinogen called 1,4-dioxin can be present in detergent. Now, many of the detergents have over 3 ppms, parts per million, uh, in their brands. So you can only have 1 or below 1 ppm now under the new law. And Arm & Hammer... 
the, the clean burst tide original arm and hammer sets them skin free and clear gain original plus aroma boost by the way all have more than three ppms of one comma four dash dioxin putting them all over the legal limit so we're going to be smelling some people in new york real soon now those of you that purchased a bunch prior to the end of the year you know you still have the old and maybe you're smuggling it again maybe that's a maybe that's a million dollar idea we could smuggle in the old the we can smuggle in the soap into New York from New Jersey and Pennsylvania and make sure, hey, yeah, I've got some laundry detergent here that's got three parts per million of one comma four dash dioxin in the cleaning product. So you'll be able to get things clean. <laughs> of course, we're not supposed to have, you know, it's a potential a link to cancer with the one comma four dash uh, dioxin i got it it's all bad for us so we want to go we want to make sure that everything is safe and i'm and i don't know the actual study let's see if they have the actual study in this story they have the studies of the laundry detergents and how much of the human carcinogen uh one comma four dash dioxin has uh you know in the particular products but it doesn't say how much of the one comma four dash dioxin it takes to cause cancer so it's been detected in groundwater drinking water supplies near chemical plants and waste sites because of manufacturing and uh some household cleaning products have the one comma four dash dioxin and so New York has led the charge in this. Yeah, the limit will reduce to the maximum of one ppm by the end of 2023. Yeah, so they, you know, you have this year to get it straight. But it doesn't say uh, how much it takes to give you cancer. I bet it's a whole bunch. So anyway, <laughs> just know in the Northeast when you start getting a whiff of bo in the air, it's New York excuse me sir it's not body odor it's that my clothes stink oh okay all right hey no problem good to go forget i even mentioned it and then we have another story chemicals in the news chemicals in the news in ohio yesterday there was a train crash and five tanker cars of a derailed train were part of they were carrying hazardous materials they were toxic chemicals so they had to evacuate this entire area Five thousand residents were ordered to evacuate and so the five cars transporting the industrial produced chemical vinyl chloride that's got to be good for you now they use uh polyvinyl chloride which pv makes pvc or hard plastic you know the resin and plastic products i mean we are uh you know everything is uh modern petrotechnology man we are making chemicals anyway uh the chemical is associated with an increased risk of liver brain and lung cancers among other diseases so what did we do well we blew a hole in the tanks we let it leak out into a, a ditch and then we burned it off <laughs> so if you are in the area of east palestine ohio uh, you know what the smell of burning vinyl chloride is because that's what they're burning. And I mean, this is one time you may actually want to wear a mask. 
all the guys making meth up there are fine they've got their meth masks on so don't even worry about it (laughs) i don't even know if they were evacuated i don't know you know look i'm just joking there's no meth uh, there's no meth houses in East Palestine, Ohio. It's just a joke. I hope everyone is safe. They evacuated the residents, and apparently no injuries have been reported. So it's good that we blew up a little hole in the train car, and we released the chemical, and then we just burned it off. So don't worry about it. It's all good. All right, so I got an email uh, at uh, chewingthefat at theblaze.com, which you are welcome to email anytime. I do read all of the emails. I don't respond to them all, but I do see them. Chewingthefat at theblaze.com. I got an email from David uh, last night, and it brought back so many memories of living in apartments. So the story is from Miami-Dade Police, and he goes, I thought you would enjoy this story. And he was 100% correct. Tremendous story out of Miami. So apparently officers were sent to a Saga Bay apartment complex, which is right there, just around the corner, Southwest 210th Street. It's right there. You know where it is. And uh, so they arrived, and they heard a fight between a man and a woman going on inside apartment 108. They knocked on the door several times and made loud verbal commands to open the door. Police, open the door. And the fight continued as the door remained closed. And at one point, the officers heard the woman, and and I'm guessing this is true. I'll I'll believe what the police tell me. They heard the woman scream, kick it in. So that's what they did. They forced their way in. They saw the woman about two feet from the door and the person she was fighting with identified as 32-year-old Kevin Mayorga, running behind the door to close it. So one of the officers tased him, no effect. He was then removed from the apartment. Uh, Police say he actively resisted, and at one point he struck one of the officers in the face with his arm that already had one handcuff on it, causing an abrasion in the officer's face. You don't want to do that. I'm just uh, going to advise against that. So police uh, said they finally, after he continued to uh, resist, they got him to the ground. They placed him in leg restraints and handcuffs. And it was at that point the woman told the officers that the reason they were fighting was because he had bitten off the head of her pet ball python. (laughs) And the police said, yep, the dead snake was right there next to the door with its head detached. So that was what the fight was about. You bit the head off my snake, you bastard. So he was taken into custody. Now he's charged with resisting an officer with violence, false imprisonment, and animal cruelty. I don't know where we get the false imprisonment from unless he, you know, because he wouldn't open up the door and uh, let the police in. So that means he was, you know, uh, keeping the woman imprisoned into their apartment, I guess. Okay. All right. Whatever. And so, uh, you know, they got... There's the big fight because he bit the head off her pet ball python. Really funny. Not for the snake, not for the girl. But it brought back so many memories. Uh, I have lived in apartment complexes around this country, in, in a number of states around this country. And I have heard some tremendous fights in surrounding apartments. I've never been a part of any of those fights. Okay, let's be clear about that. My favorite fight story uh, this was in, uh, I was living in an apartment in Michigan. And this couple up above, we lived on the second floor. And this was a three-story building. And there was an apartment above us. There was actually two apartments above us. And we had the entire second floor up above the bagel shop. Anyway, uh, we, uh, the, the one couple in the apartment directly over where I, my room was, they fought for 
hours. And I mean, they threw things and broke things. And he was pissed because she cheated on him. And he was so angry. And they fought and fought. And she kept crying and saying she was sorry about it. And never do it again. And finally, they storm out. And there was a stairwell that went down in between the two buildings and went past one of the, you know, went past my bedroom window where I was laying. Now, you couldn't get to this it was up quite a ways you know where the stairwell was but you can look out and see the people walking up and down the stairs and so they hit the stairwell and they were still fighting and she said something and the guy yells out to her yeah right he now i'm not going to give you the quote because maybe if you see me in person uh off the air i'll tell you the actual quote okay but here on chewing the fat where there are word police, which I hate, uh, you know, here at the Blaze Studios, uh, I'm going to be nice. You know, I'm going to be nice. And I know many of you listen with your children, so don't worry. Uh, some days I go off a little bit far on the deep end, I know. But today I won't go down that road. I'll be nice. But he yelled at her, yeah, right. You let him business you in the behind. And he didn't even say thank you. And you loved it. One of the best fight lines ever. <laughs> that was actually a pretty good way to say it. You let him business you from behind. And he didn't even say thank you. And you loved it. All right. You think about that for a little bit. It was one of the best fights uh, in apartment living I could remember. Uh, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink after that. Desperately. So we got news from AMC movie theaters yesterday that probably should have happened a long time ago. Although when I first read it, I thought, well, that's crazy. But they're going to start charging people based on where your seat is in the movie theater. Right? Proximity to the movie screen within the auditorium. So they will get put seats in value sightline, standard sightline, and preferred sightline sections. Standard sightline seats will be the most common in auditoriums and available for the traditional cost of a movie ticket. Patrons will pay less for front row seats. Um, and the value sightline tickets and preferred sightline seats will typically be in the middle of the auditorium and cost slightly more than standard sightline seats. I'm surprised they weren't doing this already. You know, but your first thought is, come on, uh, that's fine. It should be first come, first serve. However, it's not first come, first serve anymore. Most of the theaters you uh, order and uh, reserve your seats prior to going to the theater as it is. You know, if you show up at the door without tickets, well then, good luck, God bless. I kind of, I'm kind of on AMC's side on this. However, I think this is another way for them to work out a new deal with the streaming services, so that they're charging more money for uh, the events that are top dollar, you know, number one movies, and then it would mean that the lower uh, value movies can get to streaming sooner. That was my deal. Um, you know, if it, if you're not number one after the first you know, two or three weeks, you're gone to streaming. Have a nice day. Get out of here. We can still keep it at the theater and you're able to see it for, you know, cheap. We'll let you in no matter, you know, no matter where your event price seat is, you get it in. Every ticket is, you know, five bucks or 10 bucks, whatever the case is. But it's also, I can watch it on streaming for that same price. But we got that from AMC. That Be ready for that. If it isn't already happening in your area, when you go to the theater, it's been some time since I've been to a theater, 
I try to remember what what did I say was the last movie that I'd seen at the theater? I think Batman. I think it was the Batman, but not I can't remember because I I just I you know, I have I I spend money on applications to view things in my home, so the theater is not that big a deal to me. I get the whole idea of the big screen, and sometimes that does make a difference in your choice. And, you know, I used to love going to movies and I, and I do love movies and I love, you know, television shows and I would love to see the television shows on the movie screen. That's why we have large screen televisions in our homes. Okay. <laughs> you know, all of us that had the, uh, you know, hundred years ago that had the little 10 inch black and whites, we don't have those anymore. Okay. We have our computer screen, which are bigger than the 10 inch black and whites were back in the day. And we have our 30 to 80 inch TVs in our home. So it kind of makes sense for AMC to do that. It's not that bad of an idea. Probably something they should have been doing a long time ago. All the news also yesterday was around Yellowstone, the television show Yellowstone, and Kevin Costner because apparently he's uh, you know getting picky with his time and the wife is nagging him. You're spending way too much time on Yellowstone. You're spending way too much time on Yellowstone. You've already got millions of dollars. Make me happy. Make me happy. Oh. It's got to be agonizing for him. I mean, I'm, maybe he loves her and he doesn't want to kick her to the curb. Kevin's already got, I don't know how many wives he's had now. Uh, how many wives has Kevin Costner had? He's only had a couple. So he's due for another one. <laughs> the first one, he was married to her for a long time uh, and then uh, kicked her to the curb. And he was single for a while. He was playing some serious business in Hollywood uh, during those years. And then he married this uh, Christine Baumgartner in 2004. So he's been married to her for quite some time. So, uh, you know, Christine, maybe you ought to take it easy on the whining. Kick the curb, although he doesn't. I mean, he's got a lot of money that ends up giving to you. Anyway, the news is is that he's fighting over how much time he's going to take to shoot Yellowstone. And they're making it, they're saying, hey, uh, we're in talks now that we're going to, we can do the show without Kevin. And Yellowstone will continue on without Kevin, and we're in talks with Matthew McConaughey to kind of take over the lead role in Yellowstone. Now, a couple things with that. I don't know that that's a good move. I don't know that I like Matthew McConaughey for that role, but, uh, you know, okay, so let's say they are. But I think it's bullcrap because Paramount's already issued a release saying that, hey, we're happy with Kevin and everything's fine. I mean, is that real? I don't know. Is this real? I think it's more just playing with... Kevin is actually upset about having to work. Get this. So originally he had limited himself to 65 days of shooting on Yellowstone, but he only wanted to shoot for 50 days as part of the new current season. So they were like, um, no, uh, sorry, sorry about that, but, uh, we've got stuff to shoot. So do I believe they're fighting over that? Absolutely. Uh, but are, are they moving in Matthew McConaughey? I don't think so. Is it possible? Sure. Uh, could the Yellowstone franchise move on without Kevin Costner now? Yeah, probably. Probably could. I don't know that it needs Matthew McConaughey. I would like to maybe use the guy that plays Spencer in 1923. Brandon Sklenner. He is awesome. Uh, his character is awesome. And by the way, the latest episode of 1923, um, uh, if you haven't seen it, get to it. But it's uh, called The Ghost of Sabrina. And uh, Spencer is on his way back to America. And I'm just saying, I'm not going to spoil it for you. 
this is kind of a spoiler, but not really a spoiler. Um, I just hope that they're not thinking about killing off Spencer and Alexandra. They've turned this couple into a couple that we love on the show. And now, uh, if they kill them off, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be pissed. That's all. Just saying. T- uh, Taylor Sheridan, I'm going to be pissed. If you kill them off, I, you know, I, you might lose me. You might lose me. I know you're working on your, you know, your new shows. And 1923 has already been re-upped for season two. Uh, you know, and you've got, uh, you've got your Yellowstone and you've got your mayor of Kingstown, by the way, is awesome. The new season of mayor of Kingstown with Jeremy Renner. Great. Probably won't get a second, third season of that for quite some time. Jeremy's doing rehab. Uh, Tulsa King with Stallone. I have not seen a uh, lioness starring Zoe, Zoe Zaldana is coming up. Uh, 1883, the Bass Reeves story is going to be awesome that story if you don't know the bass reeves stories the real life bass reeves he is was a tremendous uh tremendous story and also was kind of the story behind the lone ranger really that's what they claim anyway guy was incredible so taylor should probably do him great justice one thing i don't like about 1923 and i don't understand why they did it uh, i'd like to talk to taylor about that taylor email me chewing the fat at the or you know, you can hit me up, DM me on uh, Twitter at JeffyJFR or Instagram or Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. Get a hold of me. Uh, and I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to get your reasoning. I know you've got nothing else to do. Uh, you know, when you're down here at the ranch, the four sixes, just up the road a piece from where I'm at here in DFW, just drop me a line because I'd like to know what you were thinking using the girl's voice to narrate 1923. And she was the same voice that narrated 1883. And that was the daughter. Uh, she played the daughter in 1883. But she died. That's not a spoiler alert if you have... I mean, that was the big deal in the whole 1883, which, you know, has long been over. But why are we using her voice to narrate 1923? She's dead. Really throws, throws me off a little bit. We should have used uh, another voice for the narrator of 1923 maybe the indian girl um something something other than her but you know what do i know taylor what do i know i mean i did say that the grammy numbers would be not good i told you to quote me on that now apparently they had 12.4 million viewers for the grammys on sunday night that's 30 percent more than last year and the biggest audience the award show has gotten since 2020 which ain't saying much but it is something to hang their hat on so it wasn't good but it wasn't bad either at least for them so they had 12.4 million viewers which still is you know nothing for the grammys in the past however as i said you know it was more than last year and their biggest audience award show since 2020 which i don't know if you know this it's 2023 so it's only like three years ago so it's still not good but it wasn't as not good as i thought so again what do i know This episode is brought to you by Snapple. 
Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. For those of you listening live, today is the 7th of February, 2023. Uh, there was a Powerball winner. Uh, winning tickets sold in Washington State. Won $754.6 million. So congratulations. We also have the President of the United States delivering the State of, Un- State of the Union address tonight. Uh, man, it's going to be great to hear from him. And he's going to... He's going to be telling us just how great he's done in the last year and how great the country, what great shape the country is in since he's taken office. And you can look around and see that to be 100% true. Speaking of our president, uh, who died today? Who died today? Uh, Well, not our president, uh, by the way, Uh, but uh, fashion designer uh, Paco Rabanne died at uh, the age of 88. Now, I used to, I thought it was uh, Rabane, but it is, according to this, it's uh, Raban, Paco Raban, uh, R-A-B-A-N-N-E. I thought it was Rabane. I know there's uh, perfume and there's, he's done uh, other outfits and he did a bunch of uh, plastic and metal space age outfits over the years, but uh, Paco Raban, dead at the age of 88 he uh actually and the reason that he has the name of paco raban he was born francisco rabaneta or Icorveo in spain in 1934 and he fled the country during the spanish civil war and took the name paco raban <laughs> so that's why he's he's paco anyway paco is uh sadly dead at the age of 88 uh also charles kimbrough Murphy Brown actor, you'd know him if you saw him, Charles Kimbrough, dead at the age of 86. He was Emmy nominated, he earned a Tony nod, uh, he's been in a lot of shows, and again, you would know Charles if you see him, once you see him, he was 10 seasons on Murphy Brown, and uh, he is uh, dead at the age of 86. Also, uh, Drifters legend, Charlie Thomas. Man, not a good day for Charles's. Uh, the Drifters legend, Charlie Thomas, dead at the age of 85. He was battling liver cancer as well. But uh, legend from the Drifters, uh, Charlie Thomas, dead at the age of 85. So sad, rest in peace to those gentlemen. Sad day for uh, the name Charles, though. Oof. I know there's baby names are at risk of extinction. I mean, the, uh, you know, the baby boy names at risk of going extinct. Nobody named their kid uh, Arjun. Uh, Walter was down a bunch of spots. Royce, Khaled, Rory, Nehemiah, Cameron with a K uh, down a bunch of spots. Those boy names are on their way out. Uh, less than 100 spots down, though. Wade, Kane, Kian, Ahmed, and Seth. Those were down in the uh, you know 90 to 80 spots this year on the top names. And then, of course, we had the you know the girl names that are risk. That was those were boy names getting ready to hit the cake. And then the uh, the, the the names were down the most in girl names. Hayden, if you can count them girl names anymore. Uh, Araya, uh, Mira, Kate, 
Catherine, uh, K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, Hannah, H-A-N-A, uh, Leah, Joy, oh no, Joy is down 112 spots, Vanessa, Alaya, and Paige are all down a bunch of spots on baby names. Those names could be going extinct very, very soon. You don't have a lot of Walters anymore. <laughs> uh, Charles isn't on there, though. So sad that we lost two actual Charles. And then the uh, most popular baby names this year, uh, the girls were Olivia, Emma, Amelia, Ava, Sophia. Those were the top five girl names. And the top five boy names were Liam, Noah, Oliver, Elijah, and Mateo. So, congratulations. Uh, those were the top five. What are the top ten? Let's see. Uh, the girls were Isabella, Luna, Mia, or Maya. They like to say Maya. I spell Maya M-Y-A. That's why I named my daughter. But uh, a lot of people spell Maya M-I-A. So, this is eighth. So, it might be Mia. but I, To me, it's Mia. But a lot of people believe that it's Maya. Uh, number nine is Charlotte. Number ten is Evelyn. So the bottom five for the boys, Lucas, Levi, Asher, James, Leo. That's the bottom five of the top ten of the top names for babies. Did I get that out right? <laughs> the bottom five of the top ten of the best names for babies, the most popular names for babies in 2022. So no Charles in there either. Speaking of babies, there's a recall of infant sleepers that was issued nearly four years ago, and they're re-announcing the consumer product of the CPSC, Consumer Product Safety Commission. Yeah, duh. Uh, they are recalling the Fisher Price Rock and Play and the Kids the Number Two Rocking Sleeper. Again, the original recall was back in 2019. Over 30 fatalities were reported have occurred with that rock and play sleeper after infants rolled from their back to their stomach or side while unrestrained or under other circumstances. I'm not sure what those other circumstances are. And since the recall, 70 additional fatalities. Wow, over 100 babies, which includes at least eight fatalities uh, that were reported to have occurred after the initial recall announcement. Wow. So, uh, they were, uh, they're not able to, uh, you know, absolutely say that they were, you know, from these products, but they're just telling people, Hey, if you purchased one of these Fisher price rock and plays and the kids do rocking sleeper back in, I don't know, 2009 to 2019 from Walmart target and, you know, or Amazon, and, you know, paid between 40 and 150 bucks. Check it out. Make sure it's the right one and it's not the recalled ones because there have been uh, problems and you don't want a problem with your babies or your grandbabies or your friends' babies. So just check it out. If you have a sleeper, make sure it's the right one. So they're recalling these. So apparently people are still using them. Oh, I don't have a problem with it. So, I mean, be careful. That's all I'm saying. Be careful. <laughs> When you need me 
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so I got an overwhelming response to the Mr. Baldwin question that I asked yesterday. Those of you that emailed me at chewingthefatattheblaze.com, thank you. Uh, the, uh, it was overwhelming that the gunshot and the gun cocking should remain. And it should remain at least through the trial. So there you have it. Uh, that's the, those are going to be the rules of the show. When we're, the trial is coming up soon, at the end of this month, it's going to begin. And so when we talk about uh, the trial and you hear the name Alec Baldwin, you will hear that. And when I say his first name, Alec, you will hear that. One email from Jason uh, echoed that, that, yes, it should remain. But he also had an idea that... Uh, you got, I <laughs> said that uh, after the trial, and he's assuming that uh, Mr. Baldwin will be found guilty, you should play the jail cell slam whenever I say Alec Baldwin. And when I would say, this is a, a you know, a, 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 just assuming he's found guilty, that uh, when I say his first name, Alec, you would hear that. So, I, you know, we may, may have to work on that. Now, that's a, I don't think he's going to be found guilty. There's no way. I mean, it's time that we just throw this thing out. All right. Uh, Alec needs to walk, and the other Dingleberry needs to be found guilty. But, uh, so, as of right now, the rules still are the rules. And so, the gun cocking and the gunshot remain through the trial. Those are the rules of the show. Thank you for responding to my question at chewingthefatattheblaze.com. So the National Enquirer was sold. Speaking of uh, Dingleberry douchebag Alec Baldwin, I wish I owned the National Enquirer. Man, that'd be fun to cover these Dingleberries. But uh, anyway, it's been sold uh, to a group that includes uh, the company that founded uh, by uh, Theodore Farnsworth. Remember him? The uh, movie pass uh, ex chairman, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you remember him in the news. Uh, so it also includes uh, the tabloid brands, The Globe and the National Examiner. Now it said that the price wasn't released, but according to inside sources, uh, it was a little under a hundred million dollars. Now it's been up on the sale block for quite a while. I offered. Uh, $100, and it was turned down. <laughs> I don't remember offering them any money. I wish I had. I would love to own these Dingleberry. Uh, it was so awesome to own these. So uh, they're, it's good. they're up and running. They're sold. A company, uh, the parent company, A360 Media, agreed to sell the publication along with the other tabloid brands. Uh, as I said, the National Examiner and the Globe. And the National Enquirer UK, oh, they didn't mention I left that one too, to VVIP Ventures. A joint venture made up of Vinco Ventures and Icon Publishing. Okay. Uh, so Vinco owns Lomatuff, 
which is a TikTok competitor, okay? Lomotif. I don't know that I've ever heard of that. L-O-M-O-T-I-F is a TikTok competitor. Poof, good luck. I haven't even heard of them. So uh, they look forward, according to Vinco Executive Chairman Rod Vanderbilt, uh, we look forward to integrating these publications into our business and continuing their legacy of success. Uh, does the uh, do these uh, publishing uh, ventures have a legacy of success? Yeah, I guess they do. I mean, we're always we were there for a long time. We talked about uh, uh, National Enquirer and the tabloids. I mean, I had a game show for a while on one of my shows that I was doing 100 years ago called uh, Tabloids. What was it called? It was called uh, Tabloids. Ah! I can't remember what it was called. I used the I used the tabloids. Is it tabloid or truth? Truth or tabloid? I mean, it was similar to you know what's the lie? The game show that I'm doing now it was just I would tell uh, tell you headlines and you had to choose whether it was uh, tabloid or truth or truth. Gosh darn it! I can't remember what it was called. I'll think of it. I'll let you know. <laughs> I love these stupid tabloids. Anyway, so they're, you know, I don't own up. Very sad. And uh, they are now purchased. And you can feel better about the National Enquirer because they're owned by another Dingleberry company. How happy are you now? Maybe it was Truth or Tabloid. I think that might have been it. I'm sorry. I can't remember. Shoot. I'll move on. I won't be able to move on for the rest of the day until I look back and try to find out the name of the stupid game show that I had. Truth or Tabloid. All right, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll, I'll talk about. I'll talk about the Italian guy, uh, the mafia guy that got arrested. Okay, it'll get me off of truth or tabloid. That wasn't it though. Tabloid. <laughs> so Eduardo Eduardo Greco, sixty-three, a fugitive of the Italian state, arrested in France uh, after, and he's been wanted for sixteen years. He was already uh, handed a life sentence in prison in absentia in Italy on charges of double homicide and attempted murder during uh the mafia one of the mafia wars anyway in the early 90s all right he escaped uh, from temporary police custody in 2006 and they've been looking for him ever since huh okay so they found him in a town in france and he was running a pizza parlor now if that isn't (laughs) come on now the mafia guy running a pizza parlor Maybe he could have thought of something else to do. I don't know. I don't know. But apparently, you know, he was so happy with his new pizza place that they started doing ads. He was featured in a newspaper in 2021, you know, saying, hey, this is authentic Italian cuisine. I only want to offer regional and homemade recipes. And maybe he shouldn't have done that. Maybe he should have kept himself out of the news. But he, you know, got pretty cocky. Thought he was uh, thought he was untraceable, untouchable, and no, that was not the case. So they got this guy. Remember, not long ago, they busted the other guy that was on the run for thirty years. Uh, remember, because he originally they they got the wrong guy in Europe, and then they finally got him. This guy, remember, he, they got him at a uh, at a clinic at some uh, uh, three cuts to clown face clinic that they finally arrested him at, and so the uh, Interpol's secretary general. Jurgen Stock, of course, you know, Jurgen is the Secretary General of Interpol. He said, no matter how hard fugitives try to slip into a quiet life abroad, they cannot evade justice forever. 
dedicated officers around the world will always ensure that justice is served. Thank you, Jurgen. Certainly didn't hurt that the Italian mafia guy decided to open up a pizza parlor in France. <laughs> I just you'd think he'd be smarter than that. But, you know, obviously, he wasn't. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.